Welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. I'm Bobby. We're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Here we are again. Yes. Um, big milestone next week, actually. It was episode 50 next week of the LFP. Next week? Yeah. Excellent. Just thought I'd mention that. I've just, seen, I've just seen 49 on the sheet. Brilliant. So, what's been happening this week? We had a, a nice weekend, didn't we? Tremendous weekend. Yeah, really Newmarket. enjoyed it. Yeah. Don't forget, uh, Caribus, you heard it for, here first, the last Tuesday, winning the 2,000 guineas. Mm. I, I can't remember what I said in the 1,000, but it didn't win. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't really mention it on the day either, the Caribus one. Did I not? No, I didn't think you were going to put it on. Well, well, there you go. Shows you, doesn't it? Yeah. So what a week, what a week that way. It was brilliant, wasn't it, though? It was. Fantastic. It was um, very good. It was smaller than I thought, Newmarket. I didn't realise it was like um, like a, a drag strip. It's like, like a, just straight, like straight pretty much, mile. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That was, anyway, what a week to be Ronnie O'Sullivan. Yeah. Do you know he's the um, favourite now for the Sports Personality of the Year? Really? Yeah, I can't see that happening, but... I can't see that happening, no. but uh, well done to Ronnie on... Was it equal in the record, wasn't it? Yeah. Seven times. Yeah. And um, what a week to be Boris Becker. Uh, yeah. Not had uh, a good a week as, as Ronnie. No. No. It, I'm sure there's something about potting balls somewhere, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that's by, that's by the by, isn't it? But yeah. Where's your trophies, Boris? <clears throat> don't know. He didn't know where his flat was. He's not going to know where his trophies are. Mm. No. Who'd have thought there'd be a Boris that ended up, um, one, being loved by the country and one ended up in prison? I think they've put the wrong Boris in prison, to be honest. (laughs) I think they've got mistaken somewhere. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. What about Rugby League then? Yeah, uh, very... Interesting round of rugby league. I thought it was quite hard to predict last week because obviously there was a few injuries knocking about and obviously four of the teams are in uh, semi-finals this week and wasn't mm. sure what teams they were going to power, how they were going to perform. We've seen, how many times we've seen it in the past where prior to the week prior to a big game they've got their eye one eye on next week and don't really perform and, mm. and, and end up losing uh, the week before. But... Um, yeah, no, I thought it was a good round in the end. It was. Before we get on to that in detail, uh, what have we got on tonight? Uh, well, obviously, we've got the Super League review. Uh, Bobby's got his stats, bits of news, NRL. Um, we'll be joined then uh, by Bry from Six Again uh, to give us a quick Predictions League update from round 11. And then I think we're going to have a chat with him about the semi-finals this weekend and the women's final. Yes. The triple are. header. Yes, so promises to be interesting. Yes. Um, should we start with this then? 
Yes, let's. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. That's my new Super League intro buzzer. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's brilliant. I thought was, I liked it. That's good. I liked it. It was a team effort, really, wasn't it? It was. I just did all the work. Are we missing? You're more the techno, right? Person, okay. Are you? Um, are we missing any more jingles for any parts of the show now? Um, not really. I don't think. Oh, good. We got there in the end. Yeah. Excellent. Well. Uh, well, we need to uh, we need to do justice to that magnificent ju- uh, jingle, jungle, jungle, jingle, jingle, jungle, jingle, jungle. <laughs> oh, where should we go first then? Um, should I say where shall we go first? Let's. Well, was, I was mentioning about uh, the semi finalist teams and underperforming the week before and whatnot. So I think let's start with Leeds 12, Hull KR nil, Bubbles. Yeah. I mean, I I think I actually predicted this as a bit of fun on the predictions last week. I wouldn't have been surprised if if Leeds turned it round this week just with, I think, Hull KR. It, it, and it, I think the game did go that way. It looked like Hull KR maybe had one mind on next week a little bit because I think they... They're letting a, uh, two very, well, the two trials are very soft, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and I think you could tell it was just that one mind on next week a little bit for them. A combination of Leeds' new coach imminently arriving and Hull KR maybe not having the right attitude with this game coming up this week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't think they look like scoring. I think there was one where Ryan Hall crossed, but they gave it as a forward pass. But apart from that, they did not look like scoring one bit, Hull KR. Mm, I I agree with what you were saying about the the, the tries that they conceded, both off bad handling, mm. off um, or not dealing with the kicks that that Leeds put in. And they weren't particularly great kicks, I don't think. They were just really poorly dealt with. Um, it would have been quite interesting to see what had happened to the scoreline if they'd have dealt with those kicks, because mm. neither team looked great. No, would it true. have been? Nil nil, would it have come down to a penalty? Two nil? I don't I don't know, but you would imagine somebody had scored. I just would have liked to have seen what would have happened, really. Well where was the six in a row form though from OKR? Well that's it, that's the question in it, and and I think it was just an attitude thing, wasn't it? And and having this game and, and obviously players want to get through this game and, and not have to miss next week, um, which unfortunately for Hulkayard didn't really happen, did it? Because Lachlan Coote went off and failed it, with a head knock and failed his HIA. So that automatically means he's going to miss the semi-final. And Sam Wood went off injured as well, didn't he? And also, um, Albert Vette went off uh, for a high shot, uh, high shot, Simbind and uh, two-match ban. Yes, he has been yeah. banned, hasn't he? He misses out, doesn't he? Um, I, I saw... I think was it Tony? I think it must have been Tony Smith with the saying, and he said, "Oh, I don't know whether he failed it or not." Yeah, that was. I mean, you talk about Coot, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's obviously failed it, and he's just trying to play a bit of mind games. I think there, but it's it's not very convincing, is it? I mean, I think he's. I think he's in the same sentence said 
he got sparked out, but I'm not sure if he failed it. I no, think you've just answered yeah. your own question there. Knowing that it's eight days. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, also, it's, uh, it's also worth noting in, in that game as well, um, bit of a streak came to an end. Um, Sean Kenny Dowell missed the first game in 54 appearances for all KR. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that when he'd come over either. No. Just because of his age. and oh, Can I have a rant again? Uh, yeah, sure, go for it. Gus Gould. Okay. Somebody asked him on Twitter this week. This week on Gus Watch. It is, right? So <laughs> Somebody asked him this week about uh, Mark Gaznier. Yeah. And he said, he said that Mark Gaznier, he thought, was the best centre in the world when he played. Okay. Right? And then somebody pulled him up on it and said, didn't you say that Sean Kenny Dowell like was that? And, and, and he, he come back with something that, like, Sean Kenny Dowell was a great player. Right, it's just the, it's just the past tense. It's just the was. I I don't know where mm. they get this. Do you think they'd sit down, or they have sat down in the past and wrote down amongst all the media and everything, all players and whatnot, and say, literally, we just ignore that. Like I don't understand where this culture from them has come from. It's retirement culture, or, or just mm. just that in their heads we don't exist. Yeah, and if we do, it's for their amusement. Yeah, I don't understand where where this sort of unwritten rule from over there has come from. Where it's like just don't acknowledge them. Yeah, well, you'll have to acknowledge us come December. Yeah, when we're lifting the World Cup. Yeah, and then we're we're hammering whoever in the World, in the Cup, World Cup challenge. Cup yeah. yeah, yeah, the little Pee Wee Panthers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, oh, it just it just annoys me. No, I know what you it mean. Really I don't. I just no, I don't yeah, understand yeah. where this sort Very. of unwritten rule is. It's got where worse. It's come from. It's got worse. Where they just. In in their head, we just we aren't we're not here. We're not real. Well, Jackson Hastings has been playing really well, yeah. and all of a sudden it's oh what a signing, and you knew he'd done good, you know. He, and it's like, oh, actually, you, we've seen that for the last the last couple of years over here. That's well, they well, don't even mention that. Well, to be to be honest, I have heard him mention a couple of times. <clears throat> I've listened to a couple of podcasts. Matty Johns has, has has been the one that I've heard it from. To be honest, um, and he's talked about sort of. He's doing a similar job now at Tigers to what he did at Salford. Where? Salford. That's how he says it. <laughs> I'm like, you don't say salt, do you? Salt. <laughs> Same thing, mate. Um, But he was saying, you know, he's doing the, the same thing now as what he learned at Salford, and they're comparing the, 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 the two teams, really. So I have heard it, yeah. but that's as... They don't really mention him when he's he's gone to Wigan. No. Um, and him losing out on like two finals. It's just this week's Australia arrogance segment, isn't it? Yeah, maybe we should have a buzzer for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, some sort of boomerang whacking someone on the head or something. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> Leeds Leeds twelve. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Got a bit derailed there on that one. <laughs> oh, it just. Yeah. But but interesting. Um, well, not interesting. Um, Unlucky for for Ulkayar with the injury. Sam Wood obviously injured. I think it was his was it his knee. Yes, I'll, I'll be really really interested to see if Coop plays or not. He can't play. Saturday. He just no. But, if, no but it sets way. a really dangerous precedent then if he doesn't yeah. play. Well, he didn't come well, back on the, the. He didn't internet. come back on the pitch. No. <laughs> I think Tony it, Smith just didn't want to admit. He's no. not going to be playing. He was off for about half an hour, I believe, as well. So he, and that's a you only get ten yeah. minutes to announce the HIA, I believe. So he, if he's not come on, you've got to imagine he's 
Well, he, he didn't return. So. He's ma- and that's a massive blow. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Massive blow. Yeah, absolutely. We, I, I, well, I know we've said on here, um, the the form he's been in the last few weeks, he's become yeah. a real, real integral part of that whole mm. KR team. What about their opponents on Saturday? Uh, Huddersfield Giants um, came back from a half-time deficit to beat Wakefield away 14-12. Yeah, um, didn't, didn't quite know what to make of this. Um, they, they looked like they had a pretty much full-strength squad out again. Um, I suppose okay. I, did. I, th- I imagine it's a similar sort of thing of... Um, Having one eye on next week and wanting to come through without any injuries and whatnot, uh, but I think because they've been playing so well over the last few <coughs> weeks, when they get a result like this, it looks like they've just dipped. Mm. Mm. Um, and I, I think I, when I was watching it, kind of forgot that they are actually in the, the semi final next week. Uh, tell you what, I was impressed with, with Huddersfield. Um, I think it was uh, Lewis Murphy that got a really, really good try for Wakey on. Right on the hooter at half time. Is that the one that come from the kit? Yeah, it's yeah, like a really it lucky, through. awkward Re- bounce. Yeah, Re- had a real wicked bounce. Yeah, didn't it? but then he right. picked it up and finished it and finished it really well. well. Yeah. Not sure he and needed that... to dive, but <laughs> what do you <laughs> show up? Uh, no, I'd probably injure myself. Fair enough. <laughs> Did your team play this week? Uh, no, we had a week off. Oh. Just generally, or yeah, yeah, no, oh, yeah, no, we, we just... didn't have a game scheduled. Okay, or this week, for you ask. <laughs> Well, I was I was thinking the next game for you is probably like September, isn't it? Yeah, no, we we ain't got one this week either because okay. one of the team that we were um, scheduled to play has pulled out of the league, so it's not just us. All right. <laughs> In all seriousness, that's that's I think that's a debate for another time because grassroots yeah. and amateur rugby league is just dying a death. I think <sighs> that is a debate for another time, a definite debate because that's yeah, I no. We'll leave that one there, shall we? Yeah. Because we could start on that all day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lewis Murphy scored on half time. But what I was really impressed with, sometimes when a team goes down like that in 12 4, suddenly it's two scores. The heads can go down. Mm. And it was the opposite with Huddersfield. They come out and battered Wakey in the first five or 10 minutes and got a try back. Immediate reply in the second half. Yeah. And managed to take the lead and, and hold on to it. But. I thought I was impressed with the way that Huddersfield responded to that try right on the hooter. They've they've done that a few times this season. Um, I think uh, our Giants fan that we have on the pod, Nathaniel Lees, I've seen him say it numerous times um, on his Twitter um, that Huddersfield teams um, of the past or recent past, if you like, wouldn't, once they get behind their heads go down, they wouldn't make that comeback. And they've done that a few times this season and he, he's sort of saying that it's a real um, nod to Ian Watson and and how he's changed the mentality of the team and whatnot. Mm. Um, and um, uh, Theo Farge seems to have improved his kicking game from the last couple of years. Yeah, I never really thought of him as much a kicker. Um, uh, but when you see some of the tries that he's assisted, a lot of them have come from kicks and looks like he's really improved. So whether that again is Ian Watson... Including the winner in this game. Yeah. Or whether it's just the, the style of play that he's he's gone to now and has allowed him to, to do that a bit better, I, I don't know. Mm. But that'll give them a boost going into the semi-final, won't it? That, uh, that comeback window, and that they can hang in there and get a result. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um... Where should we go next? 
I'll let you choose. You let me choose. Oh, okay. Um, tell you what, why don't we go to why don't we go to France? We'll go to Catalans and Castleford. Catalan forty four, Castleford twelve. I thought Castleford were just awful. Mm. I thought the defence, especially goal line defence, but just generally was just woeful. And yet they've played really well the last few weeks. You know, they had a good win against I think they won did they win three on the bounce, four on the bounce or something. Something like that, yeah. Um and just I don't know, they just completely fell apart in this game. Yeah. The, 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 the tries that they let in were just so soft and if it was Lee Radford, I'd be absolutely fuming with it. Castleford are one of the few t- I was looking at this before and I thought, do you know what? You can sort of think in this league, right? Saints, Wigan, Catalans. Would you say they were a, they were top three? They were above the other teams. Would you say? Yeah, uh, you'd have to you'd have to say so. Yeah, based on this league. Uh, anyway. Yeah, probably. Right. So you think more often than not, you think, oh, they'll win. Yeah, more often than not. Yeah. Then you've got then you've got one that you can you can put other things in other in other teams in other boxes if you like. So, for example, Wakefield and Salford. We'll have some good wins. They'll have they'll have a streak of losses, mm-hmm. and they'll have some close games. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what they're about. If they work hard, they'll they'll push teams. Yeah, right. You try and work out Castleford, Warrington, Hull KR. You don't know what's coming, and well, Castleford. And uh, uh, yeah, well, I've put, I've excluded Hull from that because they've they've had a few wins on the bounce going up to four. So I've I've sort of yeah, excluded them. But but Castleford, like you said, they played well last week. Yeah. And well, then, they played well for the last yeah. because they they beat Wakefield in the the derby as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, that must be so frustrating for t- for fans of that that team. Oh yeah, those teams because you just don't know what you're going to get. No, you don't. You don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Um, um, Catalan's looking better at last, and Mitchell Pierce looking better at last as well. Yeah, I thought Tyrone May was really good yeah. as well in this game. Yeah. He stepped up brilliantly in Drinkwater's absence. So yeah, looked look really, really good. good. Yeah, and I think that's long term as well, isn't it? Yeah, the Drinkwater. Yeah, yeah a few weeks. I think. Um, I think it was about two months. I've read. I yeah. could be wrong on that one, but it'll be a miss for them. But if he steps into that role, yeah, have got a ready-made replacement half-back partnership. If you like, to be honest, it's the first time I've seen him this season as well. May. Yeah. Mm. I think he's been. I think he's been playing in the centres when he has played lately. Uh, obviously, with the the Drinkwater Pierce partnership, so they're not bothered where his players not seen him. Seen him. Yeah. yeah. So they both they both pushed on a bit again. But then again, if if you've got if you've got that much room, yeah, and the defence yeah. is that bad, well, that's it. They've allowed him as a halfback. Can you? I, yeah, I, I wrote I wrote that. You know, the he, he had a really good game, but Castleford made it really easy for him. You give him that much space. All game. I mean, you know, if he does it once, thinking, right, well, we need to get into him now. We need to close him down. We aren't letting him get build on this and really grow into the game. They just didn't. They just let him do what he wanted. And Catalans have had a slow start to the season, but now they look like they're starting to just gain a little bit of momentum. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, they look like the team that everybody was tipping them to be at the start of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, like when, especially in the NRL, um, and they have like um, Anzac round and ladies in league round and all this sort of stuff, don't they? Yeah. Such a round. This, I had down as the wet paper towel defence round. 
<laughs> right, okay. Right, because not only Cass, but I want to go to my other, um, uh, my other. Well, there's a couple more, but my, my other contender uh, is Warrington. Yeah, uh, Warrington twenty two, Wigan forty, which is actually a lot makes it a lot closer than the game actually was. Yeah, yeah I think so as well. Definitely, but I think when you turn up to play in the. 70th minute or whatever and you get a couple of tries it always makes you look better doesn't it but too little too late in 70 minutes gone in the game well it was 40-10 and like you said Bobby they scored a couple of late tries but Field had gone off at half time they'd made some subs ready for semi-final for this week yeah yeah. you wouldn't imagine that would be able to happen away at Warrington but it, it did but you think if they just stay on you've, you've, you're probably looking at 60 there mm. yeah be far but, off. But Warrington, their their line speed in defence was absolutely woeful. The number of tries that I watched where the the, the line was just rooted to the 10-yard mm. mark mm. and they just let them run. The Liam Farrell try, yeah, where he we, ran and then dodged back. It was like something out of under eight. Where he off Margot, was it? Offloaded it. Yeah. yeah. But then he was going nowhere. Then he went back inside and yeah. then stepped back off and yeah. then dived in and it was like... You see that, you know, when you go to matches and you have an half-time, a little half-time match, it's the under-8s. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. yeah. And yet, at that point in the game, with about two and a half minutes left in the first half, you're 18-10 down, you're still well and truly in that game. Yeah. And then Liam Farrell goes over with about a minute to go in the, in the, in the half. That's your, that's your nail in the coffin for you there. Right. You, all of a sudden, you're coming out to 14 points down and three tries, and it's... It, Some of the, yeah. You know, against against a... A Wigan side this year, you're not probably going to get that back. No, I mean some of the defense, some of the lines on the defense were appalling. The same on the, um, I think it was the, uh, was it the Havard try? Yeah, mm. the same again. Just absolutely woeful. I've wrote in big letters there for Warrington, like basics, basic stuff. Mm. Yeah. In a line, push up. Make the side. They just didn't do it. No, and and, and I think it was his first, Liam Marshall's first, where uh, Fulis made a mistake off the kick. And he just picks it up. Mm. It, it's things like that. Deal with you know, deal with the kick, and that that try sort of really sealed it. Then I know it was twenty four ten at half time, and I think it was. I think that made it twenty eight ten. But a fourteen point deficit with forty minutes to go, you still sort of in that. Especially if you score first, yeah. But then you go eighteen, pretty much right at the start of the second <clears> half. You're like, well, that's. Big difference, now. big difference between three and four score game. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lead. A big, big difference. Mm. I know it was three anyway. I think he missed the kick. I think he made it 28-10. <coughs> but three converted tries. Big difference. It just feels a lot more than 14, doesn't yeah. it? There's no room for any error whatsoever there yeah. after that. But what's, I mean, what's going wrong at Warrington? I mean, we've we've had, um, we've had, like, we've we've seen reports and different things about, uh, they're not big enough, mm. um, you know that sort of thing. That, that um, they need props. Apparently, they're going to be in for a couple this week. Some agent has said, "Oh, I've put some names to them." Okay, um, I don't know. I don't know whether it's a, a, a culture thing um, with Daryl Clark having to come in. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't, is it is it poor poor signings? Is it higher than that? 
Um, I don't really know. No. No. I, you look at the Warrington team on paper, though, and you say about poor signings, but that team on paper should easily be pushing top four. Yeah. Easily. They're outside. They're not even in the... Never mind the playoffs. They're out, they're outside the top eight. Yeah. Or at the eighth or something. I, I don't... I might get that I don't, wrong, I don't but, think the... But they don't look like a team. Yeah. They just, they just do not look like a team. And yet on paper, you would think this team has got to be pushing Saints and Wigan for it. Or, you know, even if you include Catalans in Seventh, that. Seventh, yeah. Seventh. Yeah. Even if you include Catalans in that argument, they've got to be pushing them for a place in that grand final. And they're just not doing. I don't no. think they should be outside the top four, really. No. No, I know. Well, our Warrington correspondent, didn't he? Daniel from uh, at a Loose Wire. Yeah, uh, he come out and he he highlighted the fact, didn't he? A couple of weeks ago, they were really, really short in the forwards. Mm. Really short in the forwards. Yeah, that's I think that's looking. showing. Yeah, you know, I think Chris Hill was getting a bit of stick coming towards the end, but I think they do anything to get him back now. Really, he's a new lease of life at Huddersfield. Hasn't yeah, he? he's been phenomenal for them. Yeah, uh, and Wigan just roll on again. Um, Again, sort of confounding the critics from pre-season that didn't think they would be up to much. No, no, they've they've done really well. Um, I think they've they've definitely got the players or, or had a lot of the players. I think <laughs> before the start of the season, it was more of um, how would the like how would the likes of Patrick Margot go, uh, Cade Ellis, who were. Because I thought the three-quarter line and everything was was pretty solid. More the forwards, it was more yeah, the forwards. Yeah. So with these two really unknown players coming from the other side of the world and a rookie coach, it was a bit... I think it was just the unknown, really. Mm. And just just to go on to him again, I know you just mentioned him then, that Patrick Margot. I think Wigan could be even more dangerous... With with him playing more minutes, but I have never seen a prop get so tired so fast. <laughs> I, I watched the, I watched the games a few you know a few times this season, and they're making a couple of interchanges too quick because he's he's just not fit enough. And yet he's done really well this season. Don't get me wrong; he's he, you know his offload game is is fantastic. But if he's putting in more minutes, you know they look even more dangerous. It's not always that easy to get players to play more minutes. I can't say I've noticed either, to be honest. No. I mean, sometimes they can do it with the ball in hand mm. if they're getting a run in a set or something like that. But sometimes then if they're not fit or not fit enough to stay on for an extended period, then that'll show with a bit of pace against them defensively. Yeah. And that's probably why they make the, the, the changes. It's not always that easy to, to do it nowadays with the number of interchanges that you're allowed which has been a criticism over the years from when um, you only used to have two subs or whatever it may be. I'm not advocating that now. I'm just saying that uh, you don't get a chance. The, the criticism was, was the little the little fast guys now don't really get a chance to run at the tired big guys. No. With the, with the interchanges. And the differences in physicality as well now. With the, yeah, the I team. mean, they're, managing the sub, they're obviously managing their uh, substitutions with him anyway. And if, you know, if he gets tired a lot, a lot quicker... Um, he's not going to be as a, a effective, is he? No. Um, and probably a, a real liability defensively as well. Yeah. So they're, they're obviously managing it. Okay. 
But I, I can't say I've noticed that, to be honest, minutes-wise. No, keep I have an eye out. Yeah. Well, on to Wigan's opponent in the semi-final for Saturday, St. Helens. Um, shall we say lumbered to a 14-10 victory over Salford? Is that unfair on Salford? Um, maybe. They, they pushed them all the way, didn't they? really did push them all the way. Um, with with uh, Lewis Dodd being out, the, the half-backs are having to be moved about. I think that means that they're pushing Wellesby from full-back to, to half-back um, and putting Hopawati in a, a, a full-back. Um, and the, the, I think the combinations were just a bit muddled. And then I think Wellesby got Simbin twice. So there's 20 minutes where you're playing with 12 men. Hopawati took a knock. Percival gets Simbinned as well. Yeah, Percival got Simbinned. So there's but, half an hour. Uh, but to be fair, the one of theirs yeah. got Simbinned at the same time. Um, one of Salford's? Yeah. Yes, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, but that's still half an hour where you're playing with 12 men. Um, or 20 minutes where you're playing with a man less. And yeah. Hopper White took a knock. And, and from what I've read... Um, was was really no good to anyone and was just a bit of a passenger, but had to sort of carry on playing with this knock and was defending in at the centres. Um, and Wells be going to full back, and then in attack just sort of really staying out of the way, not getting involved, and Wells be going to half back in attack. So, well, it it looked like two Tommy making some penalties had sealed it at fourteen ten. Yeah, but that wasn't the end of the drama, was it? Oh, this is unbelievable! <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I, I'm not sure who made the break. Was it? Was it Atkin, uh, Atkin was it, interception? Was it, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Salford made the break, don't they? In the, it was the intercept, wasn't it? Intercept, and they run down the line, and he's he's sprinting away for about a good sixty, seventy meters, and out of nowhere, uh, Morgan Knowles just makes his. I suppose the only word you can use really for that kind of moment is an absolutely heroic tackle to to drag him down and and keep him from scoring, which was, I could honestly, that is one of those rugby league moments I could just watch over and over again. Mm. Fantastic. And I think that led to the second send-off for Wellsby, didn't it? The second yes. Timberding. Because mm. he pulled somebody back, didn't he? I think he, he pushed. And I, I think they sort of just got in each other's way. I think the, the, the whoever was going in at nine sort of ran across him. And they, I think they just sort yeah, of fumbled across each other. Because looking at the highlights there, when you saw that tackle, I couldn't understand why Knowles wasn't sent to the Simbin as well, and they were down to eleven. If that was the case, because he yeah. just he had no intention of letting him go, did he? No, but when he <laughs> when, when, on the, the obviously we had to watch on Super League show, and when the referee's blowing his whistle, I'm just thinking, oh right, well Morgan, I'm I'm right, I'm starting to write down Morgan Knowles is, Simbin, but it wasn't, was it? No, so um, but I mean, I mean, what an effort for a loose forward to catch an halfback, and, and not only the loose forward. He playing eighty minutes probably. Mm. I assume he's played eighty minutes there as well to, to catch him down over eighty, well seventy meters probably. Yeah, and have a dive at him there and catch yeah. him. Incredible. So it's one of those. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Yeah, oh, it's Morgan Knowles. It, it? was yeah. proper yeah. Superman dive at him, didn't yeah. he? Um, and that just leaves us one game. Uh, Hull FC forty eight to lose twelve. Yeah, I didn't even write anything down for this game. I'll be honest, because I'm sick of just writing that Toulouse are rubbish. <laughs> you, you don't. You've got. You've got a gripe with Toulouse. Haven't I haven't you? got a gripe with them 
it's not their fault, really. I am just fed up of teams. It's not. I don't think. Well, it is obviously somebody's fault, RFL's fault. But I'm sick of teams coming up and being rubbish and having no chance, and then just going straight back down. And mm. it just winds me up. And it's not their fault, but they but, are. I mean, you can't concede thirty, forty plus points every game. No, the um, the defense out wide was woeful. Yeah, every time they flung the ball out wide, Hull FC. Yeah, um, they were in. Mm, and that was yeah. the that was they didn't slide across or anything. That was the that was the, the biggest I, thing. I don't even think it was out wide. I think it was up the middle, out wide in the centres. The, this is another contender for your for your wet paper towel award because they were they were shocking. I, I saw better defence from the stewards at Peterborough this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen that, have a look that one up because they just duck under their arms, don't they? they Hilarious. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> They're not winning it though because Warrington have won the wet paper towel defence of the water week for the uh, the line speed or the lack of line speed because that was embarrassing. Mm. So they've won the wet paper towel Fair award enough. for this week. Um, what did you make though? Just before we finish the, the roundup, what did you make of Toulouse's? Uh, well, particularly the the, uh, the coach's comments, wasn't it this week around uh, that they should be exempt from relegation? Um, I don't know. It, it, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Uh, I actually agree with him, and I think, you know, he made some very good points in in this in the sense that, you know, Catalan's got it when they first came into the league, and uh, I particularly like his point about you know about the World Cup and in twenty twenty five if you've got two French teams competing in in your top league, your World Cup does become better for that, but in order for that to happen. To lose have to be a lot better, and I don't know if three years in Super League, even without relegation, does that make a difference. But I read, I read this week. I, do you know, I didn't, I didn't know, and I read it, and I think actually, Andy, you might have told me. But are they not paying for everybody's travel? Yeah, they're paying for the away team and the officials. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Catalans don't have to do that. Well, it's not sustainable, is it? No, that that is ridiculous. I agree with that. That it, is it's ridiculous. It's not sustainable, and if we don't watch it, mm. we'll end up with another Toronto. Yeah, we will. I mean, that that's ridiculous that they have to pay for teams and officials to to go over and play and, and for them to be able to fulfil their fixtures, mm. you know, especially if Catalan aren't doing. Well, if you're the owner, you've got them into Super League, now you're paying all this money out teams to come over and you're finishing bottom and they relegate you mm-hmm. you might be tempted to say do you know what we'll just stick in the uh, uh, we'll stick in the French League I'm not sure where I stand at the minute with the exemption from relegation but I know that I completely disagree with them having to pay all that money for teams every every other week <laughs> well every week for them to travel and then for teams yeah. to travel to them yeah. I agree with him in the fact that I think it should be a 14-team league. That's that's why I agree. 14-team league, two games, home and away, magic weekend, 27 games, there you go. So what if they come up and finish 14th? Uh, depends whether you're going back to the franchise system or not. Right. Which depends on your on your, on your level of championship teams and enable to take their place. Yeah, I'm not sure. But if they did that, they wouldn't go down this year, would they? Because then two teams would come up if they had 14 teams. 
which would at least give them two years if they finish 14th out of that. Then I would say, well, yeah. I think... No, I I agree with the system. I like that system, 14 teams on and away Magic Weekend. I agree with that. Um, I like that. I was just wondering, you know, if they finish 14th. Did they down? Yeah. I see. I I I think that's a bad idea. If you finish 14th, you go down. But I think binding the two other teams in, you're creating a better. Well, what's the difference between finishing 12th and go down? Why are you all right with them finishing 14th? Because, because lot... I think there's more teams in Championship playing for one place now, hmm. when essentially you're creating three. We're still new... finishing bottom. Yeah, but you're still creating three new spaces at the minute. If you had two teams in, that's three teams that are pretty much fighting out for. The only reason I say that is because they'll have an extra year. Because they wouldn't have gone down this year. So if it was next year and you had 14 teams and they finished bottom again, yeah, see you later. So what if Featherson come up and finish 14th next year? Down. So what's the difference in them not having exemption and Toulouse having... Re- why should they get it and they not get it? Mm, I think just think if you had a couple more teams in, you, the teams at the bottom have got more chance to get points against each other. Yeah. Mm. Still their first time in Super League though. Yeah. Like it is theirs. So I don't see that much difference, to be honest. Okay. I'm not saying, it's just, I'm not disagreeing, I'm just debating it. That's fine. No, I, I just think that... I, I just think, think that yeah. it, that's giving them special treatment just because they're in France. I just think there's a whole package to consider. And I think if you had 14 teams in, if you finish bottom out of 14 teams, I don't think you've got somebody that's going down with like no points or two points or something. I think it's a. I think it's a more level playing field from probably tenth to fourteenth. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I see. It just, just seems a bit. Um... It's unlikely it's going to happen anyway. So. Oh yeah. Matter? No, I know. I know. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. That was interesting. That was the last game, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Well, I think um, we should move on to this then. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go, Bobby's Stats of the Week. How many How have we got? got? We've got five. Excellent. Um, right, hit me with the first one then. Okay, sticking with the same format, one NRL, the rest of Super League. Cool. Uh, so, we'll start with the NRL one, and that is that Kalen Ponga has never beaten the Melbourne Storm. And it is, in fact, the only team he's never beaten in the NRL. Right. Well, if you can't beat him... Join him. Yeah. <laughs> no party, no ponga. Yeah. Well, what we're doing now is just had a new deal, actually. That's right, yeah. Uh, stat number two. Wigan have kicked more goals of 53 in 11 rounds this year than they did for the entire 2021 season of 50. Right. Yeah, they didn't score many points last year, did they? That's amazing though, isn't it? In what, in 20 odd rounds? 20, 28 rounds? 20. Yeah. And they've got more, more goal kicks in 11? Yeah. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Shows how bad they were last year, really. Yeah. They have a one-legged man kicking last year or something. Because that just <laughs> seems bizarre, doesn't it? I'm not sure he was doing the goal kicking, actually. Would it not have been Hardacre? Oh, yeah, maybe. 
that's that's weird, isn't it? Okay, mm. number three. Uh, yes, stat number three. Huddersfield have won away at Wakefield for the first time since 2015. That ends a, a long streak. That is a long streak. Mm. Okay. Uh, stat number four. Hulk IR have never won six in a row in Super League before. The most they've won is four in a row, which was back in 2011. And that streak was ended by Huddersfield, who they now play next week. They lost. The the six in a row they've won, does that include a cup game as well then? Yeah, it does, yeah. So they've had won five in Super League. Yes, they won five. Oh, right, I'm with you, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Needs to be a bit clearer, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have said, yeah, they've... Yeah, in the league, uh, carry on, brush over that one. <laughs> All right, my final start, which is uh, which is rugby league, is on the up. Uh, the average attendance for the viewing figures on Channel Four are four hundred and seventy-eight thousand. Um, the Sky figures are up four point one percent, and attendances at matches are up five and a half percent since the last COVID-free season of twenty nineteen. I read some. I read that about the the teams. There's a few teams that have had a decrease, mm. but I've still got big games to go. Yeah, it could be a bit. It could be a bit uh, deceiving. Yeah, I think Catalan were one of them as well. Yeah, um, I know. I think Wigan were, mm. and Leeds were, and Warrington were. Uh, they, I think they were all on the decrease. I think you yeah, expect but they've got some um, big games to come at home. Yeah, you would expect Leeds and Warrington though, because of how poor they're playing. Yeah, mm. and it just happens. Yeah, that, that people just. Don't obviously you have your season ticket holders, but those that go to one-off games, probably, I'm not going to bother because I'm not going to win. Yeah, not paying twenty odd quid to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Oh Stats. yeah, that was yeah. the last one, that wasn't was it? Yeah. Last start, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bobby Stats of the week, uh, and. Uh, to go with the stats, I've just got a couple of tiny little bits of uh, news that might just be worth uh, a very quick discussion on. Um, I'll start with this one. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm, I might be a week late out on this one, so I apologise if I am. Um, but I think this week uh, the Saints women team won the Team of the Year award for the Women's Sports Alliance. Okay, so they've been recognised as the the best women's team in the in the country. That, that's of all sports as well. Of all sports, yes, league, not yeah. just rugby league, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the the Melbourne Storm are looking to uh sue the Dolphins. Because um apparently the Dolphins have approached Cameron Munster about a contract before November first when they were officially allowed to speak to him. So they're already in trouble. I, I did see a list here about players that could be contacted May the first. Uh, you know that coming to the con- the end of the contract of this season. Yes, and it was I quite. A, it was quite a big. There's quite a big list and some big players on that as well. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Interesting to negotiations or whether they think of running the contract down or leaving it, whether the clubs are offering them again, you know, whatever. But mm. there was there was some uh, interesting names that were on that list that could now be approached by other clubs. Yeah. I saw that. would be interesting to see what happens now because there's a hell of a lot of names on it. Yeah. Uh, and 
my last little bit of news, which I think is really good for the for the game, the RFL um, have made a comment and they've said that uh, St Helens won't be punished for the team they put out against Castleford. A few people are calling for them to be fined for playing a younger squad and what they were calling throwing the game. Well, they are in the first team squad. That's what your squad's for. Well, that's what I thought as well. But yeah, they've yeah. said the. Yeah. Well, they have they have fine teams in the past for doing the same thing, apparently. Which I think is ridiculous. Isn't it? so oh, yeah, it is ridiculous. It should be a club matter. Yeah. Play. That's why now... What's the point in naming, naming a squad? Naming your squad. And then, and, then, and then as a fan, if you're thinking, well, I was going to go to that, but actually, I don't think I'll bother now. Well, that's your choice then. Yeah. But then everybody knows what's coming up. Yeah. Just just a quick question on, on that. Does that. Does that view change if Saints win that game? I mean, Castleford aren't going to complain about playing a younger squad, don't we? But if Saints win that game, does it become about a, a young team on, o- overcoming the, the big dogs? Or well, well, of course it does, because you can't call for them to be fined for, win- for winning at 50 win, can you? That's what I mean. It shouldn't be called for them to be fined either way. No, no. I, I agree. I think, that's Stupid. An in- I think that's an internal thing. Yeah. That's what you have internal a squad. Thing, yeah. That's why you name a squad and have all your squad numbers before the start of a season. Well, we commented a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, on the Easter Monday games that were a bit hit and miss. Yeah. Because you weren't quite sure who was tired and who was not, and who was carrying injuries and who was not. And fittest team were winning, and there was a lot more points involved. If they'd have done that Easter, Easter Monday. Monday, I don't think anybody would have been bothered. No. No. But because it's got out them. of the Easter period, if you like, yeah. people are like, well, we can't do that. Yeah. You can do that because they're in the squad. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, no, I, I agree. Talking of squads, the, um, the, I was interested this week to see Neil Kelly, the coach of Cornwall. They've, won, they've lost all five of their games so far, but they're not bottom because there's two teams below them on, on points difference. Oh. Um, <laughs> West every, Wales. Every cloud. Being, yeah, West Wales being one. Right. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. But um, sure they, that. He was that, saying that is that, another debate as well. He was saying that they needed a, profession, a more professional attitude. Okay. Not the lads that they've brought in from... Uh, Dual reg and things like that, or on loan from you know from championship yeah, yeah, clubs, yeah. Uh, but the local like Cornwall rugby union players that they brought in. Oh really? Um, and they said it's all right having hotel stays and nutrition and your drinks and things like that, but you need to act like a professional. Yeah, you know, not just call yourself professional. Well, you're getting Which paid. Yeah, and the interesting thing about that is that I think over the next couple of weeks we're going to have a Cornwall player on the pod, aren't we? Uh, Paulie Bolger. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. He's got a really interesting story to tell about weight loss and uh, determination and things like that to be able to play at this level. Yeah. So I mentioned the Cornwall thing because of uh, because of Paulie and his story that we're hoping to feature on the pod really soon. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, be uh, a really good story, I think. Uh, and I think it would be quite inspiring for a lot of people that listen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. NRL, round eight. The scores, if you want to jump in with anything, feel free, because I've only got the scores to read out. Um, Broncos, 16. Sharks, 7. Titans, 4. Panthers, 18. Uh, Panthers have uh, yet to lose. Mm. Uh, Rabbitohs, 40. Sea Eagles 22, Warriors 21, Raiders 20, the Bulldogs 16, the Roosters 12, Eels 4, Cowboys 35, Knights 2, Storm 
50. Is that two weeks in a row now? The, the Knights have gone without scoring a try. Yeah. Yeah. You told me an interesting in one of this, though, didn't you? Because you assume there, don't you, that if it's 50 points to two... They've gone 2 nil. They've gone 2 nil up, or 2 all oh, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But it, they went, what, score to get the two? Uh, I think they were 26-2 down at half-time. They kicked a goal right on half-time. They were 26 nil down. Is would, that... would you have done that? No, just have a pop. Eight seconds to go. Just throw it about. The only thing in their defence is it kicks, it puts them down to four scores, I suppose. Just have a just have a go. I think, against the, yeah. I think against the Melbourne Storm, I don't think it really matters, does it? They've Boring these Aussies, aren't they? Yeah. They've scored 120 points in two weeks. They seem to be drilled this... Yeah, they're boring. This, you know, yeah. And finally, the Dragons 12, the West Tigers 6. Um, the, game, the pick of the games this week seems to be on Friday, which is the Panthers versus the Eels. Uh, what's interesting, I think, about the NRL is that there's only two points separating the Cowboys in third down to the Warriors in 11th. Mm. So that that upper and middle and lower end of the, the table is really, really close. Seems to only really be the, the Panthers and the Storm, really. Yeah. They're the, the, the yardstick, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they look to be the Wigan and St. Helens of the NRL this year, mm. as it stands at the moment. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Um, and then everybody else is, is vying, but there's a lot more teams vying underneath them. There is, a, there is, yeah. Two yeah. points between third and 11. Yeah. Wow. And then the last ones, I think, because I think it's the 16 in that. Yeah, there isn't there. Yeah. The bottom ones, I think, are all on four points underneath that 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16. Right. Are all on four points. What are the Cowboys on? Do you know? Yes. Uh, 10. Right. Because the Warriors have got eight. Right. All oh, right. Yeah. So. Right. Fair enough. Uh, just makes it interesting, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. And we will move very swiftly into this. Forward Podcast Prediction League with Six Again. That's right, uh, Prediction League time, which means, as always, we're joined by Bry from Six Again. Bry, are you there? Hello, boys. Hello, Hi, Bri. mate. You okay? Yeah, not too bad. How are you, Charles? Very well, thank you, mate. Um, right, obviously, we've no. Uh, Super League this week so do you want to give us a quick update on the league table yeah uh, it was a bit of a close one this week uh, everyone got pretty similar same scores um, still top are the insiders who had that day last week and um, they're on 214 Callum you had the worst week out of everyone yes um, and <laughs> and it's See how Brian had a little pause there so somebody could laugh. Yeah, well, we yeah. did. Ah, oh, well. We didn't let him down. Ah, you're just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it's called comedy timing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you had the worst week, mate, and you've slipped a little bit behind, and you're now still second on 203. Andy has closed the gap in third and is on 196, now just a seven point gap. Excellent. Um, sorry? Excellent. That was, Cal- that, was Cal- is- that was Callum that said that, Brian, not it me. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, right. y- yeah, yeah, of course it was. <laughs> in fourth 
is myself with 175. Now in fifth is Lancashire, thanks to Phil, who got the most points of the week. Oh, well uh, they're done, on Phil. 161. Well done, What Phil. a debut. Well done, Phil. Round of applause for Phil. Now in sixth, one point behind, are the stats team on 160. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to get the trombone then. Yeah. Oh, I got rid of it. Oh, fair enough. I've <laughs> not got the trombone anymore. I had to ditch it for that new one. The new ones, right? Wait to hear the new one, Brian. The new jingle for this week. Brilliant. Oh, looking forward to it. And last, last is not 17A for Yorkshire this week. Um, coincidentally got 17 points second best point of the week and closing the gap it's now only a 16 point gap to second bottom and they're on 144 so despite how bad Yorkshire have been all season they're closing up on the stats team Mm. yeah have you got any comments I blame Roy (laughs) (laughs) well well, to be fair Bobby let's, let's be fair here um Roy got the same amount of points as myself, Andy, and Brad from the insiders. Yeah, maybe it's you. Maybe it is. Maybe, yeah. maybe Roy needs to ditch me then. I prefer, <laughs> I prefer not to speak. If I speak, I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, well, the week before, Bobby, you got the worst amount, so, you, right, you know. Let's not go on about it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, it wasn't all bad news cause for Callum this week, Brian, because it was his birthday. It was. Yes, it was. And uh, you got some nice presents, didn't you? Yeah, I got a, a snazzy laptop bag, didn't I? Yeah. Off you. For the pod? Yeah. For the, for pod. the pod. It was a pod present. Yeah. <laughs> it's our bag now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, right, so now we know it's getting... Well, three... I think you said, though, Callum, didn't you? It's a, it's a three-horse race, that, at the top, isn't it? Yeah, in the prediction. That's what you said. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, easily, easily a three-horse race, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm mid-table, mid-table. Yeah, I, I sound like Christian Wolf with with, with uh, Johnny Lomax, don't I? Yeah. He might play, he might not. Yeah. I'm like, could be worse, Bright. Could be an Everton fan. <sighs> yeah, and <I'm> that. <laughs> 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 I'm like one of those fifty-to-one horses we saw at Newmarket on the weekend, just trailing at the back. Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Well, shall, we, down, shall we move on to the Challenge Cup semis then between us? Yes. Well, before we do that, it's, a, it's also, we also know it's a, it's a triple header. Um, Bright, do you, would you like to give us a few comments on the women's final, first of all? Saints and Leeds, which looks a, a, a humdinger, doesn't it? It's going to be tasty, isn't it? Um, arguably the best two teams in the league. Um, Saints, obviously, treble winners last year have seemed to have started... In the same in the same type of vein, haven't they? Um, Leeds, he's doing quite well. Um, and again, some players back. Obviously, that we had Daniel Anderson on, yeah, uh, a couple right, of weeks yeah. back, and she's back. Um, and, and I think the job that Lois Forsell does is really really good and goes unappreciated, to be quite fair. I think, but yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be close closer than people are predicting. Mm. Because the Saints managed to get there without conceding a point. Did they do that in the end? Yeah, they have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, incredible, absolutely. It's 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 going to be um, it's going to be really good. And I hope, and the, the big hope is, 
the there's an, a good crowd that go in early to watch it. Yeah. As well, as much as it's and also the fact that it's on BBC Two this week. Yeah. Um, and I think Tanya tweeted yesterday about the lineup. Um, herself, Danica, uh, Faye Gaskin, a few others. Um, who are who are going to be presenting and commentating? I think it's I think it's spot making a spotlight for the game, which it really deserves because there's some some unbelievable players who, yeah, they were really 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 good, and again don't get the appreciation that they deserve. To be quite fair, I think I, I, I hope the I think the the crowd might be helped by the fact that Saints are in it and Saints are. On first, on first, for yeah. So men, that yeah. that would be good from from a Saint Saint Ellen's point of view. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and if obviously, it, yeah. Um, but the same with it being in Leeds, with it being in Leeds, and yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. Because we seen we seen the crowd at the grand final last year at Headingley. Yeah, yeah. Decent crowd as well. So might, fingers it crossed. A record, mate, as mm. well. That so, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah it's in Leeds, isn't it? Yeah, it's so. at uh, Ellen Road, isn't it? Yeah, of course, it excellent. is. One. Okay, uh, well, on, on to the um, on to the men's side and the Challenge Cup semi-final draw. Uh, Callum, where would you like to start? Which which game would you like to start with? Um, I, I think um, we'll start with OKR and Huddersfield. I think there's quite a few talking points from this one as well. With um, to me, Huddersfield's form has dipped slightly over the last couple of weeks um, in the in the league. Um, with how they started off, are they still third? I think they're still third, though, aren't they? But no, um, they've gone down now. Have they? I think, they? I think so. Catalan- so. They might be fifth. Yeah, I think that's I think yeah. Fifth, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so fifth or sixth. Yeah. Fifth, I think they are. Because, fifth is uh, but Hull are still. Fifth. Yeah, that's right. Hull they are fourth, fifth. Yeah. But like I say, they they were third. Um, the the in the league, obviously they beat Wakefield, but before that they'd lost the last two and then drew with Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Drew Willies lost to Saints, lost to Warrington, and then beat. So the form has dipped slightly, mm. but then you on the other side, um, yeah, Coots going to be out, and they did have a few players missing over Easter as well. Yeah, so you know, uh, Coots going to be out, um, Sam Woods out, Vete's banned. So there's Cog- a- Cogger's banned as well. Did you see that? No. Well, he should have been back, but he got an extra match for being frivolous with his appeal. Really? <laughs> so I just put him out of that. Yeah. Right. I don't even know what he did. I don't know what he did in the first place. Does anybody know? He did. Yeah. Um, he got some in twice in in the space of yeah twenty minutes. Right. Um, he came. Dave Woods. I, I listened to the uh, Five Live podcast, and I think it was against Waddington. He got simbined. Um, he went off. He came back on, and after ninety seconds, he was simbined again. But no one in the stadium knew. And Dave Wood said he looked down at the dugout and he had his arms out in the air as if to say, what was that for? So uh, we got Simbin twice in the space of like 20 minutes, well, 10, 11 minutes. Mm. Yeah. And they've uh, appealed one of them, obviously. And the RFL have come up with their most favourite line in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Brian, you, you, lost, you lost me then a little bit at uh, another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you listen to another rugby league podcast? I was I was travelling. I had to do something. I needed to uh, listen to something. I couldn't listen to your dosed tones for the third time in the week. <laughs> you get to listen for your own. 
Oh, I switch off when I hear me. It was his, it was his <laughs> wife that made him switch it off, wasn't it? Oh, not you again, bro. It's like having Brian yeah. Sterry with the car. It's <laughs> ready. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think, I think Sam put a foot down. Right. Uh, but in terms of this semi-final, I, I think, I, I do think, I thought, should say, it could have gone either way. And now I'm leaning more towards Huddersfield because of the loss of Coot, Vette, Sam Wood. Coot is massive, I yeah. think, because like like I said previously and on previous weeks, his influence um, on this Hulk KR team over the last few weeks has been immense. Mm. Yeah, Hulk KR's form has risen with Coot's form. Yeah, yeah. With, with his fitness and yeah. whatnot, yeah. Absolutely, as his leadership on the on the pack. You only have to look at that derby match, uh, and he was he was the best player on the pitch by a mile. Yeah, definitely. I think what um, I think what I forgot as well is that Hull Carr have won these games. They've had no Mikey Lewis there either, mm, and I mm. think if you add, you've got a lot of creative flow problems there mm. for Hull Carr losing Coot on top of already losing your creative halfback. Could be just one step, one player down too much. I think that's what I was going to say, Bobby. If you if you look at any other team in the league, you haven't got your fullback, your most creative player, arguably your best prop, mm. and one of your starting wingers. Mm. You're not really going into the game confident, are you? It doesn't matter which team you are, and that's how okay are at the minute yeah. this weekend. I'll tell you what, though, what a what a great day for both sets of fans because they've been starved of success, yeah, for a yeah. long time. And what a, what a, what a great what a great day for both for both sets of fans with that with that potential final at Spurs, um, you know, on the horizon as, as that the real prize for that. Yeah. So uh, you know, good luck to both teams there because I think that'll be uh, just a, a great occasion for both sets. And I hope a lot of people stay and watch that because that's on second. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think it's just all about how they both handle the the big occasion. I think it's it's Hulk KR's first semi final in the cup since they went to the final in twenty fifteen. Mm. And I think was it Nathaniel and I think it might have been one of my stats as well. It's the first semi final for Huddersfield since two thousand and twelve. Mm. So I think it's just all about how you handle the big occasion. But like you said, yeah. both teams could be a really cracking game that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. On to the second semi. Well which is the first semi on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. Um Saints and Wigan. Bobby, what are your thoughts? Tough game. I think that that Good Friday game was was a bit of a preview for it, really, wasn't it? But now you add the the magic of the cup into it, and I think it's a totally different game. Wigan coming off that big win over Warrington on the weekend, where Saints didn't look probably all too impressive against Salford uh, or Salford, as Matt uh, would say. But it must it must be nice as uh, I suppose as a Wigan fan to see these performances come back after last year. Yeah, um, Bright. I think I'm mean, not about you. But I, I think this this the game on Good Friday bears no relation to this now with the amount of injuries collected and uh, form since then. Um, I think it's, it's a totally different outlook for this Saturday. Yeah, it is. You you. you... You look at the teams. You, it's most derbies are the toss of the coin, but a cup derby is a total toss of the coin, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's it. You look at the form, and you think Wigan have been 
really good recently. Really, really good. And that's you gotta look at it that um is it Brad O'Neill playing at nine instead mm. of Sam Powell? Mm. Yeah. They'd be missing Sam Powell, which is a big loss. Rotating Tommy Lulawai. Um my my I, I like what they done as well last week. Like blew Warrington apart in the first half, took field off, give him a bit of a rest. But really you look at it and you think, Oh well, they took him off and they weren't as good. Well, they were, they just took the foot off the gas, really. It was like, well, hang on, we've got a big game next week. Yeah. If the game had been, if that was a boxing fight, the game had been gone at half time. Yeah. The, the, the ref had called it. Um, and that's all they'd done. You just took the foot off the gas. But otherwise, it could have been even worse for Waddington. Really bad. Yeah, definitely. And you look at the Saints flip of it. Did the best do them any good? Um, coming on that performance against Salford. But when the you look at him, Habate was on the pitch in pretty much with one leg. Um, they were carrying a player really, so you, you can you can argue that case. And but with them being so close to being getting beat as well, if it weren't for Morgan Knowles, you, you just don't know. You don't. You don't. <laughs> I don't know how to call this. I really don't. I said to Sam yesterday, I've got to predict this on the weekend, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's it I just don't know. I really I I think this could be this could be the best semi final there's been for years. There we know. It's got the it's got the potential. People I've seen people saying this week that this this is realistically this should be the final and stuff. Yeah, you can see that, but that's disrespectful to some fans, obviously of Volkai and Huddersfield. Yeah. But I honestly think that this could be a semi final which Will go down initially like some of the finals have in the past. Yeah, yeah, definitely semi-final for the age. Mm. Yeah, ages. Uh, just going back to what you said there, Brian, about um, the Wigan and Warrington game about Jai Field coming off and and resting him at half time as well. I suppose that's um, I've, I've seen quite a few comments over the last few weeks about from uh, actually from quite a lot of Wigan fans as well as well as other teams fans about them being that one man team. And always relying on Jayfield to to get them over the line and stuff like that. So I suppose taking him off and giving him that break and and still being able to take your foot off the gas and win quite comfortably must be uh, must be nice. And I suppose it's answered some of those doubts. Um, and again, just going on the on the flip side to, to St Ellen's, I think what we or certainly what I forgot just then is that you know they're also the cup holders. They're looking to retain this cup and they ain't going to mm. go down easy. They ain't going to. They ain't gonna just give that up for, especially to the the biggest rivals. Well, you, you talk about Field coming off and having a rest. Lomax came yeah. off for uh, for Saints, mm. um, and there's all sorts of rumours on both sides that anything from out to the season with a torn bicep to it's progressing well, and he'll be back for Saturday, Callum. Yeah, and for me. He is the key man, and it. I think this result comes down to whether he plays or not. I mean, if he is, if it's a torn bicep, he's out, isn't he? Obviously. Oh yeah, obviously, obviously. Um, we know he left the field. Um, I think Christian Wolf said earlier that he, he, like you said, he's progressing well, and we'll see how he goes. Um, he's like the the most disciplined person ever, and he's he's going to have a really good chance. That type of thing. Um, is it all smoke and mirrors? Is it mind games? I don't know. Will he be in the squad? Yes. Will he play? Don't know. 
Um, and I think it comes down to whether Lomax plays okay. because of the, the the players that are already out and having to shift the likes of like Wellsby to yeah. to fullback and maybe Roby to seven. Then the, yeah. the combinations, then the spine yeah, is all over the place. Yeah, you're making four or five changes, yeah, yeah. and you can't then jump into a, a semi final, a derby semi final, and expect to win as comfortably as they did on Good Friday. Mm. So, is there an argument to say that if Lomax doesn't play? Wigan go in as favourites? I think so. I I genu- I think he's the best half in the league. Bryce, that, is that over-egging it? No, not at all. I, I've just, in the last, while well, you've been recording, I've tweeted that you're going to see him in the Lomax in the squad. You're going to see strategically placed pictures of him on the captain's run. Yeah. And no one will still know whether he's playing or not on the team sheet. No. No one will know. I but think d- if he, sorry, sorry. I, I think if he is in those pictures on the captain's run, like you say, I think that's a giveaway because they're making a point that he's there, he's there and, and it, it's in. like sort of. Oh look, Johnny's in yeah, it. Yeah, and it's like, well, he's not. You're just trying to really trying to. You're double bluffing us. Yeah. Oh, you mean if he's and in I those think- pictures, he's, you still think he miss? He definitely misses out if he's in those pictures, then. Yeah. Right. I think. Yeah, I think that's what it is, and I, I think it's. I tell you what, you wouldn't want to play poker against Christian Wolf, would you? <laughs> no, wouldn't want a boxing match against him. That's <laughs> <what you're laughs> scariest man in rugby league. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's what it is. And coming back to the points about 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 this game, you, you go over the especially with Lomax. I seen I seen things this week that Lomax and he could have been Man of Steel. I think Cal, you said it either earlier this season or at the end of last season. Mm. You should have been Man Steel at least once. And you've had a discussion between yourselves about the be- uh, name your best players for Saints in the list. Yeah, yeah. And you, ca- and you can't. And I think that's where Wigan again now. Yeah. Against that game against Waddington, I didn't even know John Bateman was on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Until I seen a video of him after the game coming off the pitch and I was like, did he play? Yeah. And that's what Saints have had over the years. You, the players have been playing. And they've been performing and they've been doing the job well, but you've not noticed them because there's been standouts on the pitch. Mm. And I think that's what's happening with Wigan at the minute. They're building that exact same thing that Saints have had over the last three, four years. Yeah, because if they took John Bateman out of that Wigan squad for Friday, Wigan fans would be going, oh no. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Lomax. Okay. Well, I'm going exactly to come on to some one-word predictions in a minute. <laughs> but just wanted to mention as well... Uh, big big weekend for four championship sides as well in the eighteen ninety five cup this week. Trying to get to the uh, to the Spurs final. Yeah. Um, Lee versus Sheffield and Barrow versus Featherstone. They 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 potentially two really good games as well. Mm. Mm. Definitely, and they're both on the R League app. Right on Sunday. Excellent. So they're both watchable there. Brilliant. Thanks, Bray. Brilliant. So that's that's really good. So good luck to those four teams involved as well. Absolutely. Um, just to finish off, then I want three. Uh, I want three names uh, that are going to come through the Challenge Cup final for the uh, for the women and the two winners for the Challenge Cup semis. Bobby, go. Hit me with your winners. Saints women. Yep. Huddersfield. Yep. Saints. Okay. Bri? Saints women, all KR, 
Wigan. Okay. Is that on the assumption that Lomax isn't playing? That's on the fact I've just tossed a coin and called heads. <laughs> no, no, it is, yeah. It's on the assumption that Lomax isn't playing. Callum? St. Ellen's, St. Ellen's, Huddersfield. Is that with or without Lomax? Doesn't matter. Still, you still fancy Saints? Yeah. Just. 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 So what was that? And one? I mean, what just. Was the, what was that one? Saints, women. Saints and. Huddersfield. I'm green with you. Yeah. Yeah, same three for me. Yeah. Mm. But again, I think we're all. I think I think we're all looking forward to that that first semi. I think that's that. I think as we said, it could be an, it could go down in history as an absolute classic. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, it could. Yeah. So uh, you know, it could be great for rugby league on the, on this, this day on Saturday. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And it's on prime time. Prime time. BBC One Saturday afternoon. Yeah, done. You can't beat that, can you? Not at all. Fantastic. Not if you. Yeah, obviously, if you're not going. Yeah. There's some. If, there's no some better great, way to yeah. spend your Saturday afternoon watching. Yeah. Absolutely. I think if you're a neutral, be, um, I think you tune into that. I think you watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah there's some great figures of on BBC for the, the, some of these Challenge Cup games. And the well. coverage is great as well from BBC. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the commentary team, the lineup that they have and stuff is brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. Well, I think that wraps us up, doesn't it? It certainly does wrap us up. Um, Thanks to Bry. Yes, thank you, Bry. Um, obviously, if you stayed with us all this time, thank you very much for listening. And well done. Um, as always you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Loose Forward Pod Um, any questions let us know get involved and we'll do our best to answer them uh, next week Uh, but where if you're going to the semi-finals then enjoy if you go into any championship games or anything like that then enjoy them Uh, and as always stay safe good luck to all the teams uh, competing in the semi-finals and the finals as well this week And from all of us here at the Loose Forward Podcast, it's goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.